0: Maybe me and Gal could fight. You'd have to cut a bit of weight, I think, to get down. down it's weird how much he hates you. I don't
1: know where it comes from. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Hurt Business Radio. I am the other guy. and There's a lot of boxing news to catch up on, and I'm joined by Ben Damon. Ben, hey how are you? Nicky. Good mate. How are you, buddy? I'm very good, very good. I've been keeping sane during lockdown by watching the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, We've got an excellent result. We
0: did, uh, yeah. Um, I've I've binged everything, got into uh, fencing and uh, yep. handball during the Olympics. Uh, watched oh, yeah. a, a heap of the boxing, obviously, and what fantastic news it is that we have uh, a medalist for the first time in 33 years with Harry Garside. Uh, Doing really well over there and and bringing home a bronze medal. Um, Outstanding result for Australian boxing. And uh, we should have had two, really, because Sky Nicholson got robbed. Um, She was brilliant. Uh, Boxed the best that I've ever seen her box. And she really um, should have come home with a medal. So uh, disappointment for Sky, but um, she acquitted herself brilliantly. But great news with Harry Garside. And, uh, yeah, we've got a medal. So um, a, a really, really positive thing for Aussie boxing. And the Olympics
1: were outstanding. Well really we should have three I mean if like it can't help but think how justice would have gone at the Olympics if it wasn't for that injury like we could have potentially had three medals
0: really yeah, yeah, true um, we've got Jade Mitchell joining us who might want to give his thoughts. I don't know if you watched much Jade of uh, the boxing or the super heavyweight division but um, yeah it was a, a bit rough wasn't it watching and knowing that we could have had justice Hooney over there and and gee he would have been a big shot.
2: See, that's that's the thing. I so suppose it makes you Olympics and amateur boxing all the more special. But then also that's the thing I hate about amateur boxing, man. It is heartbreaking like to see to see the performance Sky had and like boxing at boxing at the best of times and even in professionals, you're doing twelve rounds, it's still subjective to judging. But with amateurs you've got three three rounds. It's just it's not enough. For mine at times, it's just not enough to see who the better fighter is. You need a bit of a battle of attrition, which is what we get in the pros. But then, like I said, the counterpoint to that is it makes it all the more special what what Harry did. Um, but yeah, man, I just so much heartbreak in the amateurs. And you, you, you fuck up, you have an off night or, or whatever. That uh, doesn't matter. We'll see you again in four years' time. That's what makes the Olympic Games medals yeah. all the more special. And to have Harry do what he did. Unbelievable, and then that little bit, a lot of heartbreak with Sky, and then a little bit more heartbreak, just thinking what could Justice have done if he had have um, been over there. It uh, yeah. yeah yeah. For me, I watched a lot of the um an Olympic boxing. Is love hate? Look, like, I, I love it, yeah. but also, man, I hate it. It's 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 just it's hard to watch.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I watched a lot of the super heavyweights and um a lot of all of the boxing and um. Justice, with his hand speed, would have been in a really good position to do something special. I think regardless, um, Jalolov, who ended up winning the gold medal, the Uzbek, uh, he would have been the favourite, and he looks outstanding. He's already signed to Ludabella as well, and um, he he will be a pro and, and, and do plenty of damage. But outside of him, through the super heavyweight division, it's just fancy that um, pretty much everyone that we saw, um, Justice would have been a, a really good shot against, and he would have been a good shot against Jalolov as well because they have had a close fight in the past and um, and he's been studying him for so much time. So, yeah, heartbreaking that he couldn't get over there and, and have a crack because, um, yeah, I think he would have been really, really well-placed, Justice Hooney. So that is a, a real shame what ended up transpiring with the injury and, Um, there'll be plenty of thoughts about what did happen I know that there are a lot who think that uh, maybe they weren't taking their Olympic preparations uh, too seriously maybe they they, they knew that, that um, it wasn't going to happen at, at some stage, according to a few people. I don't know about that, but um, I, I know that they'll regret that they did uh, what they did with regards to the plan, even though they believed at the time that those professional fights were absolutely essential, including the Paul Gallen fight so close to making the trip. But, um, yeah, it's it's a damn shame that Justice Suni doesn't have an Olympic medal because he, he really could have had one.
2: Oh, absolutely. No doubt, no doubt about it. Hopefully, it's something that doesn't haunt him for the rest of his for the rest of his years. Hopefully, he uh, gets on with the job once the hands better and chases down that um, heavyweight world title.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure, it is something that would always be on the back of your mind. Though, I mean, you know, you've trained your whole life for this, but yeah, hopefully, he can have a really outstanding professional career and that can, in a way, make up for it. Yeah, think, well, the, the Kazakh,
0: you know, who was the second seed or the second favourite at least, um, got stopped by the American in the semi-final. Um, so, yeah, it's just the, the draw was really open for, for someone to jump through. Um, the American ended up being that person and he, he finished with a silver medal, um, was dominated in the final by Jalolov, But um, Justice, uh, you'd have to fancy he would have been really well-placed in the draw so yeah it's a tough one it's it's disappointing but at least we have that bronze lining with harry garside and um we saw what sky can do and and some decent performances amongst the rest of the team as well
2: absolutely i think the thing as well like i don't i hate to be like the wet blanket on this segment talk about heartbreak but like how much these guys put into their olympic campaigns like they put as much as any of us pros in um, and they don't – it's not like they're making money for it. It's just yeah. – you just put so much in. And, the, the like, it's such a big deal, the Olympics, and it can just be cut short on you. Justices was cut short before he even fought, and Skies was cut short on a decision that we all thought that she won. Um, I just feel for him, and you've just got such a small window because you only want to be doing that, like, when you, you're younger in life um, and you're chasing that Olympic Games – you're chasing that Olympic Games medal. Once that passes you by, life will pass you by. And before you know it, like, you, you've got nothing to show for it at the end of it. It's just, there's no money in, in the amateur boxing here in Australia. And hopefully, off the back of Garside's medal, hopefully we get a little bit more funding with our amateurs and um, hopefully it really kickstarts the uh, amateur boxing scene in Australia again.
1: Yeah, so Garside, based off that momentum, like, well, does anyone know what his plans are? Does he plan to turn professional? Should he? Uh, what's well, to go with that?
0: Yeah. Well, I know he's made some comments about wanting to get to Paris um, for the next Olympics, but um, yeah, I, I don't know about that. I, I know there's a lot of people um, within professional boxing who've been talking to people around him at least to uh, trying to get him to go pro, and I'd expect that he will go pro, whether he tries to stay under the ten fights or if there's a change to to that agreement um, for for Paris with um, fighters having to have uh, less than 10 professional fights. I, I just would expect that Harry Garside, with the momentum of what's occurred, will be turning professional and will be doing so sooner rather than later. But um, clearly, he, um, he is someone who... Um, he he runs his own race. He's a different sort of a character, and that's why people really embraced him. He's a, a fascinating guy, and he's going to do what he wants to do. Um, I really like the story about him, um, the inclusiveness that he pushes, and um, some of the, the the conversations that he seemed to start in the build up to these games and throughout. He handled himself brilliantly. So, um, whatever he does, he's going to have a, a great deal of support. And if the is if that is turning. Um, professional, then he'll have some work to do, no doubt, in adapting his style to uh, that of professional boxing. But, um, gee, he'll have some momentum and some interest behind him. So uh, not not at all surprised if we see him turn pro and if we see him do it before the end of the year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see Harry turn pro. I think he'll be an excellent, uh, excellent pro. Um, no matter – yeah, he's, he's an unbelievable amateur, but that amateur pedigree coming into the pros – and he showed us, too, that he's got some whiskers as well, Harry. There's a lot of going, Harry. He's a hell of a fighter. In the last round against Cruz, when he just put it all on the line, he walked through some big shots in order just to try and put the pressure on, make it happen. I think Harry will uh, develop as a pro in no time. And one thing you hear about Harry is his dedication, his work ethic, First to, first to first to get to the gym, last to leave, um, everyone just says how much this guy deserves it, how hungry he is, how professional he is. That work ethic is going to see him go places in the in the pro game and quickly as well. Yeah,
0: head. and um, really uh, good head movements. Um, obviously uses his feet well. A lot of talk about the ballet story through the Olympics. Yeah. The fact that he has done that to improve his footwork and his footwork's very good. Um, really evasive and long. Um, for his, for his size and his weight, um, probably the, the things he would need to work on is you'd love to see him working off a jab a little bit more as a professional because he he, he sort of put that away uh, quite a lot and, and counterpunched um, with both hands. But, he um, yeah, he's he's got a, a lot of natural ability and um, you'd think that he could adapt to the pros given time. So um, with all that popularity behind him, there'll be plenty of pressure and plenty, I'm sure, have already started those conversations in trying to get him into deals and uh, trying to do things with
2: him. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, his phone would be ringing, ringing red hot. No, there's a few, there's a few I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I've been harassing the hell out of him already. I won't name names, but um, yeah, I reckon. He's, yeah, I've you know. heard
0: of a few red conversations hot. that have already taken place. So um, yeah, he's 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 got some interest in him. That's for sure.
2: Oh, absolutely. There'd be more interest in Harry's professional debut than there's been in anyone's in recent recent history. Well, Justice uh, yeah. was well, pretty Justice, big. yeah. Yeah, Justice was – but Justice, yeah, Justice is something special, but he didn't have that Olympic medal to his name. So yeah. Holly is the hottest ticket in Australian boxing right now. So it be very interesting to see how things play out over these uh, next few months.
1: No doubt, no doubt. Now, um, Ben, have you got any more news on uh, Maloney Franco 3? Is there any – any other? Well, it's understand?
0: coming up this Sunday, yeah, and it's on main event. Um, and you can book it via Foxtel or KO, so um, that's good. I know a lot of people um, do book the pay-per-views via KO, so you can do that. Um, and the following week with uh, Manny Pacquiao's fight against Errol Spence as well. But, yeah, it's a, a massive fight, isn't it, for Andrew Maloney. Um, I spent a little bit of time with the twins just before they flew out, the day before they flew out um, and filmed a, a bunch luck- of... What's that?
2: So that would have been rough. Terrible. Yeah.
0: They are. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing with them. They're awful people. They <laughs> um,
1: so could just work on being a bit more likable. Yeah, yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll do right. wonders for America.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, um, yeah, I think there's going to be, uh, like, we've had the Olympics, obviously, so um, didn't really bother pushing too hard with this fight and promoting um, the fact that it is being covered until today, in fact, being Monday and through the course of this week. But I reckon that um, once people are reminded of what happened in that most recent fight between Franco and Maloney, the... Um, the well, I don't even know how you describe the the no contest that was ruled and the utter incompetence that we saw in Las Vegas. But Australians are going to fall right in behind Andrew Maloney this week, and and um, yeah, they want to see justice served, um, and he deserves to come back with his belt after that performance that he put on last time, and 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 what happened with the officials. So um, yeah, I, I think that we're going to have a great deal of interest in this fight come uh, Sunday, and. Uh, I believe that uh, Andrew is going to be able to go out there and box like he did the last time around. He's making all the right noises. Um, it means so much to him, and the sacrifices that he continues to make with having to leave the country and and the two weeks of quarantine that they do every time when they come back in a hotel room together, Andrew and Jason, which just must be uh, must be awful stuff. Um, yeah, he certainly. <laughs> Deserves to um, he deserves to win this fight, and um, I, I think there's a lot of people who will be hoping that he does um, he does exactly that.
2: Oh man, I, I can't wait. There's just going to be so much feeling in this fight as well. There's been so much yeah. even between you saw in the promo clips that we've seen recently, even Robert Garcia and the whole team getting stuck in Andy straight after the fight, reminding me about the first fight. Yeah. This wasn't the first fight. I punched the fuck out of you. The <laughs> world saw it. There was no oh. head. And there's so yeah, yeah. Much- I'm so excited about like Andrew's my boy. Even though he like as we addressed earlier, he's a terrible person. Yeah, but I, yeah. I like the guy. Now, Andrew's my boy, and um, man, I get butterflies just thinking about it. Like he deserves this so bad, and what the Nevada State Athletic Commission did to him and did to the sport of boxing in a whole. Man, it just Andrew. Andrew, this is his time. He deserves this, um, and he gets to right the wrong and be a two-time champion of the world. Man, I just nothing. I, I don't think I've been more disgusted in the sport of boxing than I was when the entire world sat there for half an hour plus watching the replay, and there was absolutely no headbutt, but we saw that jab be bounced off his eye socket. Multiple times and the damage getting worse and worse, and it just it was just disgusting to watch. And then after it, Russell Morrow, that was a referee. Yep, yep. And then as soon after it, the Nevada State Athletic Commission backed the referee and said oh, it was a headbutt, even though yeah. the world saw that it wasn't. It was just the most disgusting thing I've seen in in boxing. And finally, officials had they they had a choice. They could have made the right decision. For the betterment of boxing, it's okay. You can fuck up. You can make a mistake, but man, what they did—it just—it was just disgusting. Incompetence of officials, and then them just wanting to be the authority. They backed the referee who made a shit decision, and they cost Andrew the world title, and there, he gets to get it back. Just, it was just a shit day for boxing. They had the—they had the chance to do the right thing, and they—they they fucked it.
0: Yeah. Um, Man, yeah, do, you know if, do you know if Helen Mirren's going to be
2: watching this time?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I talked about that with the um, with the twins. Um, yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, I think that they should get us some merch. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm sure she will. Uh, as As will plenty. There was a lot of um, heavyweight support behind Andrew.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, they'll be uh, fighting in Oklahoma with a crowd, so I don't think Helen will be there, but she'll oh. be. Uh, She'll be watching, no doubt. Um, she did mix them up, though, the twins, uh, oh. in her post. She put <laughs> no. a picture of Jason up, but that's happened before. He was telling me, um, yeah, no. Andrew, the other day when he was walking out in um, for that eliminator fight that he had in Colombia, from memory. Was it Colombia? No, no uh, Chile, 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 in yeah. Chile. Um, when he walked out then, they had a, uh, a, a massive... Uh, Poster that was meant to be of him that sort of dropped down in front of him, and it was actually Jason <laughs> as he was heading to, to the ring. So <laughs> the, the Google search didn't work uh, all that well. So good, uh, yeah, so good, yeah, so good. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that'll be this um, weekend. The only um, of, yeah, yeah, the only tricky bit with it mm. is that um, ESPN are not broadcasting Jason Maloney's fight with Joshua Greer as part of the main card. So he's uh, the fourth last fight on the show at the moment, and ESPN are broadcasting just the, um, the last three as they do. They have those shorter broadcasts. Um, it's going to be on ESPN Plus in the US, so at the moment we're trying to figure out a way that we can include Jason's fight um, as part of the broadcast this Sunday because I just frankly just assumed that a fight of the magnitude of jason oh. mining against joshua greer would be part of that that show so we've only just yeah. figured out that it's not so just scrambling at the moment trying to make sure that an australian audience can see that fight so hopefully that can be sorted and i'll update uh, everyone via my twitter account i guess at some stage later in the week but um it's a massive fight as well for for jason because um of where he is at At the moment, of course, um, fought against Nui um, and this is his chance to get back in his winning ways and back immediately into world title contention, given uh, how well regarded he is uh, internationally uh, at the moment and has been for a number of years. So it's a, a huge fight for him and and one that uh, he's very confident of winning and confident of winning via stoppage as well. He thinks that he's got the measure of Greer and uh, plans to make a statement. So um, ideally, that'll be uh, that'll be seen by the Australian audience as well.
2: Well, fingers are crossed that you get that one across the line, BD, because, yeah, there's massive implications for the winner of that fight. Um, it'll be straight back in the world title. picture. J- Jason is held in such high regard in the division. Um, Greer was... Was the next big thing signed to Top Rank and um, had that shock loss, and then he's bounced back since. So he'll be coming in red hot to um, take, uh, well, to take Jason's spot. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's just just a shame that they're not they're not um, televising it. That sucks, but hopefully,
0: yeah. I, well, I, I think it might also be a little bit to well, I'm not really sure, but the the I know that the Maloney camp did want a bit of a gap between the two fights. Um, for the training reasons and warming up and the like, obviously, but um, I don't know if they needed that bigger gap. So yeah, it's a it's a funny one, but we'll try and sort it out. So hopefully, it all gets all gets yeah, fixed but- up. But massive Sunday anyway, for, and, and so many people in lockdown around the country. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will be tuning into um, into the fight on Sunday um, for a bit of justice.
2: Oh, yeah. absolutely! And to have both the boys on the on the um, on the pay per view would just be awesome.
0: Yeah, well, I said I'm going to try, mate. I
2: yeah, oh, no, no, Jay. Give him, a, give him a chance, mate. Fuck. So, Jeez. Yeah.
0: Um, you mentioned that um, it was one of the more disgusting things in the history of boxing that day. Well, I don't know if you saw over the course of the weekend. I actually sent this bloke, this to you blokes earlier on. Did you see the fight um, over the weekend, Michael Fox and um, Gabrielle Maistre? No. If, if, you, if, you, know. if you didn't, um, it's just one of the worst – bits of judging you could ever possibly imagine so um maestray is a, a a boom um amateur turned professional having his third profile and they put him in with michael fox who's a you know he's been around for for quite a while and he's a a really slick boxer um and the young gun just wasn't in it. Fox dominated, probably won 11 rounds to one, had a knockdown as well. And the the scores all went the other way via unanimous decision, uh, including a 117-110, I think. So like just like the most ridiculous scores you could possibly imagine. And it was for an interim WBA welterweight title as well. So if you want to have yourself disgusted, go and have a look back at that fight that <laughs> took place in uh, the US over the weekend. It's just... It's so bad.
1: It's so, so bad.
2: It's it's amazing. Ruin your your Monday. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how just normal it is for a decision to go so badly in a sport. And, you know, we, we, we get angry and upset, but then we go right back to it and then the thing the same thing happens again a couple of weeks later.
0: So. Yeah. That's the thing. We move on with our outrage and you move on to the next one because it's only going to be a week or two till you get one. Um this yeah. one, at least it was, you know, it was on a prominent televised card, um, PBC card in the US and it did attract a lot of attention. And because it was for a um WBA title, there was a lot of people who aimed their displeasure at the judges, but also firmly at the WBA. Um, So, yeah, this one felt a little bit different. Hopefully, you know, this causes some level of change because, um, yeah, it is – it is dreadful isn't it when we see these cards. We saw that um Castano Charlo um, yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago which was um, which was very ordinary but yeah, so there was the one card in
1: particular you know at least the yeah. other two are reasonable. Well,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It was a close fight but there was the one, one card. The one
1: card affected the yeah, the result. So Yeah, Nelson yeah, Vasquez. Yeah. Mm. What can be done there? I don't know. Like there's no, like what are the what's the solution to to minimize this? You know, like like how do we hold judges to account more? How do we just – what measures can we take to reduce this happening so commonly?
0: Well, you've got to get rid of the shit judges for starters and those who might be questionable. Um, ideally, there would be um, some control over the relationship between sanctioning bodies and promoters and judges. Like there's a you know, there's a lot of um, iffiness that goes on and, mm. and has done throughout boxing history but um it's always going to be a problem but uh yeah if you see a card like that and someone's got their name to it that was mm. you know clearly premeditated then um they have to go and they have to yeah. go long term because like he's a serial offender and, and there's yeah. a number of them that are and they continue to to get these gigs like they they shouldn't be invited there, back
2: yeah there should be there should be some sort of a the government okay, yeah, suspension or something i don't know like the, not, not so much the governing bodies, but just the State Athletic Commissions. It should yeah. be some sort of a... Know, well, no, that's, of-
0: a, that's a fair point. If, if the State Athletic Commission said about some of these results, for example, the one that I mentioned over the weekend, if they were to say no we are we're ruling that a no contest or we're not passing along um that as an official result then yeah things do start to to happen but um mm-hmm. I, I guess there's the majority of those state athletic commissions don't have um well w- wouldn't wouldn't put themselves in that position
1: yeah because yeah. that's a precedence doesn't it then you kind of need to start doing that for all fights going forward and yeah, and you get yourself offside. Like, you know, it's a
0: gutsy move, but it would yeah. be great if some people started to do that for sure.
2: It's just, it just leaves such a bad taste in your mouth that these, that the the powers that be will always back the referees and will always back, Mm-mm. back the judges and everyone else can get fucked because we are the authority and fuck you. Like, that, that's how it feels to me as, as a boxer, as a competitor, a fighter. That's how it feels to me. Like, it just, it just really leaves such the the whole the whole saga with Maloney. They had to. Oh, sorry, I hate to harp and keep on. They had the choice to do the right thing, but they showed their colours. They showed that there is no, there is, you, there is no, you don't get reprimanded at all.
1: Yeah, even in the face of like of actual evidence.
2: Yeah, to, and I,
1: that they, they proves that that was not a headbutt. That's still, still not enough.
2: They still dug down and they dug their heels in and said, "We are the authority. We're saying there was a headbutt." Even though, when clearly we, the whole world just watched that there was no headbutt, no, there was a headbutt. We're saying it. We're backing up our referee, Mora. There's a headbutt. Yeah, no headbutt. Fuck you. Like it's <laughs> sorry. It, just, it really, really, really frustrates me as a fighter. You, you, you're messing with people's lives. You're messing with everything because you. It's like you. It's like they're power trippers. It just. It does. It does my. It fucking does my head in. I can't stand it. You had the choice to do the right thing and for the betterment of the sport. Like yeah. I know, I also too, I appreciate I appreciate the officials, judges, all that because it is a very thankless job, and it's not like they're making squillions of dollars or anything. Someone's got to do it, but at the end of the day, your job as a referee is to ensure the safety of the fighters. And we're all human. You make mistakes. If you if you fuck up, then own it. It is what it is. People. The boxing fraternity, the fans, everyone would appreciate that more if you owned your fuck ups and got on with it and tried to do better rather than still go, nah, fuck you. I saw a headbutt. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah, the other. That's the, the other bro- really
0: disappointing thing that's going on with this trilogy fight is that it's not taking place in Australia. Obviously, um, we're in a shit position now with lockdowns around the country and, and everything, but um, it did appear for a time like we were in the clear, so to speak, yeah. comparatively. Um, that's proved to be vastly incorrect. But um, yeah. it, the ori- original plan, as Bob Arum uh, told me in an interview straight after that fight, was that um, it was going to take place in Australia. But – um, there are a lot of moves uh, to make that the case, and ultimately, what stopped that from happening is that um, Franco and his team refused to do the fourteen days of quarantine that's mm. needed to um, to come out to Australia from the US and from anywhere. So, um, yeah, that was a real shame because Andrew Maloney deserves to be having this fight at home.
1: For sure,
2: sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a dig, just just you know, all in jest. What'd you say? I just said what um, Robert Garcia and his team, their businesses, they couldn't afford to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. That is, that is, that is, is good. Well,
0: uh, that's a bit of fun.
2: Yeah, no. How
0: sure. are you going with um, your mate, Michael Zaraffa, at the moment? What's
2: what's planned? No, me, no, me and Mick Mika, sweet, man. I um, haven't really been chatting. Do you have much a. Time. I'll just I just Fight? tuned in with Mick earlier. Just no, nah, I haven't talked about fighter or then I purely just tuned in with Mick earlier just because I was a lot worried about how much he was getting drug over the coals for what or what went down. Yeah. Um, I, I just felt it. really bad for him, him because Mick yeah. Mick's Mick's a good dude. The decision didn't rest solely on him, and he went with what everyone around him decided and. We all know what happened. The rest is history, man. So I just tuned in with Michael purely as a friend, just to yeah. check he had yeah. yeah, his yeah, yeah. No, that's good of you he's to do that. Oh, I reached out it. as well. He,
0: he sounded like he was in a decent place, which is which is good. So
2: um, oh, yeah. hopefully he gets back that's in up. there soon. In the yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, but um yeah. yeah, so moving on, you're going to get Jason and Greer on and happy days. The Malone's are going to have two big wins and we're all going to celebrate <laughs> <with> that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the plan, mate. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, speaking of, you know, big news with overseas promoters, Uh, Brock Jarvis signs a three-fight deal with Matchroom, arguably the biggest promotional boxing outfit in the world. Tell us, Ben. What else? Uh, the details of that.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's the news that's come out over the weekend um, that I tweeted. Uh, so yeah, it's been in the works for quite some time. This um, just got finalised, I think, last week. But um, yeah, it's been a conversation, an ongoing conversation uh, for quite some time, and and, and now it's uh, they're in a position to. To make it public, Jeff Fennick and Brock Jarvis. So, yeah, you're right. He's heading to the US, so matchroom US, um, yep. on a three-fight deal, after which uh, he's in a position to do whatever again, Brock Jarvis, so potentially to come back and continue to build his name here or to, um, to continue to fight in the US or, or a mixture of each. Um, to hook up with a domestic promoter, to re-sign with, um, with Matchroom. So three fights over there. Um, initially, they were looking at him to booing on a September Canelo undercard. So Canelo, Caleb Plant was um, the fight that was meant to take place. It's now not happening, at least not happening in September. And Canelo's next fight is going to be in November. Um, but Jeff Fennick had been pushing with uh, Eddie Hearn and Matchroom to have... Uh, Jarvis make his American debut on that undercard. So now he's hopeful that maybe they can get him onto the November Canelo undercard. There's no date yet for Canelo's fight, nor it, opponent.
1: It but might um, be um, Dmitry Bivol, though, right? That's who they're looking at?
0: It might be, but then the maybe home? they... Maybe they revisit the Caleb Plant um fight. Maybe yeah. they make a different fight if they can't make either of those. Yeah, it, you know it, it's disappointing that Canelo's not fighting in um, September as he's made a habit of uh, doing in recent years. But that's really- um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a funny one because it's it's it, and tricky as well. There's not a, been a lot of information that's come through about why that fight has fallen over, why the negotiations with Caleb Plant fell over. Um, specifically because it sounds like there were guarantees that were wanted by Canelo. It was going to be a Fox pay-per-view event rather than DAZN. So Eddie Hearn was playing sort of a promotional role on one side. But, yeah, it it just sounds a little bit... of a, of a mess what happened there. But regardless, um, November looks like the date. Potentially, Brock Jarvis gets on that undercoat, which would be a fantastic um, taboo for him to make on a major show over there. Uh, he, he's such a talented fighter. He's been brilliant. 19 fights um, off the top of my head so far and, and undefeated obviously um, has just improved so much and is the total package really marketable has Jeff in his corner and as his manager as well and um, that helps so much in in the esteem in which he's held um, so yeah really exciting times for for Brock Jarvis and he's not lost to Australia we'll be you know obviously trying to get any uh, of his american fights broadcast live in australia and and then hopefully he continued to continues to be built as a mainstream product here in australia and um headlines pay-per-views and wins multiple world titles and does everything because um he has all of that ability
2: see it's 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 really cool that it's i don't know it's it's kind of strange actually that the biggest, arguably the biggest promotional outfit in the world right now, which is Matchroom, um, have given him a, 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 only a three-fight deal. You think such a young talent like that, they want to lock him in for longer, or there'd be like a, an option for like three fights plus like something in their favour. It either like it's it's almost too good to be true because Brock has three fights and gets another three wins, which I have no doubt that he will. Um, whether or not he gets a world title shot in those three fights, um, it just gives him so much leverage for bargaining. Kids yeah. Yeah. So three fights is actually Eddie
1: a lot because Eddie Hearn does a lot of like one fight deals with fighters. So yeah, you know, to do three, that's saying something.
0: Yeah, and it also says something about um, you know Jeff Phoenix. It it also says something about Jeff Phoenix' presence in negotiations. Like, you know, he know he knew what he wanted going in, and um, he didn't want to uh, sign him up to anything uh, any longer than that. He didn't want anything yeah. shorter than that. Uh, he wanted to maintain control. And, um, you know, if anyone knows about how important it is to build yourself up in your own backyard as well as internationally, it is Jeff Fennick. And um, he yeah. is in control of Brock Jarvis's career and he's got what he wanted. And, um, yeah, I think it's a fantastic result for them um, to get Brock into that market, hopefully in some major fights, He's world ranked at two weights at the moment, um, so they'll have to figure out where he fights and, and um, on a path. But yeah, there's no reason by the end of these three fights he couldn't find himself in one quarter of a world title fight um, if they decide to go that path. Otherwise, maybe it'll be a little bit slower than that. But um, regardless, well, gonna... you couldn't be in a better position than than hooking up with Eddie Hearn, who is undoubtedly exactly. um, the
2: number one promoter in the world. Yeah, and to get to be to be recognised on the world and to have Jeff behind you. Yeah. And it's just a three-fight deal. Like it's awesome. You have they've pretty well got all the control still, all the power, and it's such a big bargaining chip for him at the end of these three fights. And he's still, I say it every time we talk about Brock Jarvis, but it just blows me away how good his career has gone, how young he is, and he just keeps getting better too. Like he's scratching the he's scratching the surface of his potential. So it's just it's exciting, and it couldn't. He just couldn't be in a better position. I'm absolutely wrapped. Yeah, you
0: know. he's 23.
2: 23. <laughs> <laughs> Huge. Unbelievable. Huge. Do you remember no, when
0: you were 23,
2: Jade? Vaguely, I've been hitting the head about a billion times since then. It's so <laughs> a bit of a bear. Yeah. But, um, nah, I do. I do vaguely remember when I was 23 when my body didn't used to hurt, I'd wake up. Yeah. <laughs> <know. laughs>
0: Um, what you were going to say, something, Mickey? I think I jumped over the top of you. Was there anything? Uh, probably. I don't remember now, though. <laughs> um. Well, regardless, yeah. So that's the that's the deal for for Jarvis. So they'll look to head. They, they still don't know how they're going to do it. Whether they, you know, obviously quarantine and the situation is is an issue internationally. Whether Jeff and Brock and and whoever else decides to go as part of the team, base themselves. Um in Vegas or somewhere else in the US for an extended period if they go over for one fight and come back or two fights and, and come back or, or what happens. So they're still going to work all those sorts of things out, but um, they'll do that in in due time. Um, and there will be other Australian fighters um, who will be announcing deals with Matchroom um, at some point in coming weeks, maybe months um, so that news is still to come, but I won't say who they are, obviously, Ooh. until they're in a position to to do that themselves, but there are other That's fighters exciting. who've been, um, who've been talking with, um, Eddie Hearn and Matchroom.
2: Well, speaking of, uh, one of our I'm fighters. Excited. Is it a who do interviews with no pants on? <laughs> is it a guy? <laughs> um, is I it a
0: well, you know, <laughs> there's only I've, one of them. So you, is it Isaac? Yeah,
2: well, not many no. blokes who do post about interviews and they jocks other than, well, other than the head mate. I just saw. So
0: Isaac put a, did put a post up. I saw. Yeah. Um, I saw it's, it's, yeah, reaching out to Matchroom, <laughs> saying let's have a conversation. But no, he's not one of the fighters I'm referring to. Um, they should definitely look at him, though. He's bloody fun to watch. Yeah, so he, he has a deal in place with DNL. I don't know how much longer remains on that deal, but in order to take up this deal, um, Brock Jarvis and Jeff Fenech did have to seek a release out of their deal that um, was still in effect with DNL. So um, that was granted by Dean Lonergan, which is um obviously you know a, a, a big move from him, and um they're very grateful that, that he he did that. Um, but yeah, Isaac still has a deal in place. I don't know how much longer is left on that deal. Um, he was hopeful of having that fight with Michael Zarafa that we talked about, um, but that has now been knocked on the head uh, the Zarafa Hardman fight, at least in the short term. So um, that Why won't that? be happening. Why is that? Yeah. Um, well, it was, um, I, I think there are a lot of parties involved that were interested in, in having it happen, but. Um, they met a, a fair bit of opposition, particularly within Fox Sports and main event after the investment that had um, been incurred into the Zarafa fight against Tim Zoo, which um, then obviously they, they opted to, to not go ahead with um, a week out from the fight. So I know that there are, uh, there are budgetary concerns about um, doing another fight with Zarafa, at least in the short term at, at main event um so I, I think that had a fair bit to do with it because the investment in the promotion of that fight as you will have noted um Zo zarafa was massive and yeah. with a week's notice there wasn't a position to to get too much of that back so <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. people who don't know michael zarafa like we do who within that building were pretty pissed off that they'd spent <laughs> a lot of money and then it didn't happen so <laughs> it's it, yeah. it, it is tricky but he, he hasn't been banned for life or anything, but um no, I, but when but when you go back and say, Oh, let's do
1: another Zarafa fight they, they there was some opposition to it.
2: <laughs> That's for sure.
1: Uh-huh. Well, yeah, hopefully, you know, the sore feelings can wear off over some time because that is a great fight by the Tim Zhu fight that Australian fans yeah. would love to see. The build up oh. alone would be amazing. Um the fight yeah. itself, really still stylistically really interesting. You know, Zarafa's a counterpuncher, Isaac hits like a mat truck, so it. It's such an exciting fight to think about. I hope it does happen at some stage.
0: Yeah, well, time heals all wounds, even in boxing. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's not a never-again fight, but it's just not in the short term and, and not, yeah. like, next, you know, after that yeah, had yeah. taken place. So just a bit of time and, and maybe that can be revisited because you're right, it would be a fantastic build-up. They've, they've already started building it up. They've been giving yeah. it to each other for quite some time. And, yeah, um,
1: like, promoters don't need to do anything. They just let them talk. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, take they'll do the that. They'll do See,
2: that. That's the good thing with Isaac. He'll just, yeah, tear his strides off and talk shit about anyone. Like there's <laughs> yeah. he sells a fight better than better than anyone, Isaac. I, I think he's I think he's arguably the most entertaining guy in Australian boxing. It's just it's just so much fun <laughs> to listen to. And he believes everything he says and that's part of his success too. Like he's he's a bad man, Isaac Hardman.
0: So, yeah, yeah
2: just oh, he's that, a ripper.
0: He is so entertaining. Um,
2: that's yeah, what went down, and that it's kind of now that this whole saga has really bitten Michael on on the butt. This is this is arguably like the most the biggest part of his career now, and yeah, just that he's he's up against it and has to get back in the good graces with <clears throat> with what went down. And as far as Tim is concerned, because he he is the pay per view fighter and he is the star and he's the one who's Wherever where is in the position that he's in, he's not looking back at all for a second. And uh, we know we know what big fights are out there for him. And we spoke about it in the last one that looks like we will get Tony Harrison. He's right in the mix there for Castagna. Which do do you have any more any more news on that yet at all, Ben? What, Massive on, news on that on on Tim's next next fight.
0: Oh well, there's
2: there's location. huge news around.
0: What's going on? Yes, um, it's been announced in the last couple of weeks that um, there is this uh, three-day uh, boxing festival, uh, a magic weekend concept with um, a uh, Fox Sports show on the Friday night, a Fox Sports show on the Saturday night, and then a Sunday pay-per-view event Um, So three days of boxing from no limit um, with the Sunday being the Tim Zoo fight. So ideally, um, if the WBO comes to the party and mandates um, Zoo for Castaño, then it would be the world title fight. But if not, then um, American former world champion Tony Harrison is the preferred option um, for the Zoo camp to fight against uh, him on the Sunday of that event. But um, regardless, yeah, it's a... Uh, A unique concept, Um, obviously there have been other promoters who have done back-to-back fights and in big fight weeks in Vegas, there's, um, there's these sorts of things, but certainly in Australia, we haven't seen anything of this magnitude and it really does speak to how big and mainstream the sport has become. In this country, um, how exciting some of the things that No Limit are, are looking to do are the support they're getting from Main Event and Fox Sports, and and how important the sport has become for for those broadcasters as well. It's um it's a major undertaking. It's just a, a huge operation and a, a lot of budget being put into it. But um they believe in the sport and the sport's in a great spot. So um it is hugely exciting.
1: Do we know where these shows will take place? Do we like is there any plans of maybe one of them being in Victoria? They'll all be in the same venue. So
0: they'll all be oh, in the okay. same place. Wow. Yeah. So it's not decided where that'll be. Um, obviously, like everything that we've discussed through this podcast, um, the COVID situation will play a role, but um, Sydney would be an option. Um, yeah. Melbourne would remain an option. Um, a, a couple of venues in Queensland would be an option. Brisbane and the Gold Coast, um, Would be uh would be you know right up there uh, amongst the favoured places for this Um, Townsville has, has has become a bit of a boxing mecca in recent times as well. So um, yeah, that's all to be announced. But um, yeah, the the events. are going ahead at this stage if everything, you know, stays okay in the world. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to be enormous. So you'd have some major domestic um, shows on the Friday and the Saturday night and then a big pay-per-view card. Um,
1: That's so good.
0: Yeah. And um, it's it's,
1: it's very exciting. So can you – like I've heard some rumors floating around of like of the Fox shows. Can can you elaborate on those who the main event is at least or?
0: well, not really. Um, Because yeah, like we haven't really structured like, yeah, obviously been chatting with the Rose boys and everything, but we haven't really structured the, the whole thing, but there will be as well as, and I know some people don't like, this stuff, but there will be some of those um, footy player events. Um, there's a good chance that Paul Gallen fights um, on one of the shows. Yeah, um, um, but then yeah, a lot of really good domestic um, boxing, like what we've seen, and, and potentially a couple of other international opponents as well. There's been some discussion around that about bringing um, some others in. You, you know, you, you're going to see Liam Wilson there for sure. Yep. You're going to see Sam R C, uh, Wade Ryan. Um, those sorts of guys um, that you're getting used to seeing on these no limit shows, you'll see them across the course of the weekend um, yeah, and I others. I wasn't
2: aware. I wasn't aware that um, if Tim would definitely be on in that, but that's awesome. If it definitely is happening, it definitely culminates in him. Yeah, that's when I was hoping to make my promotional debut with No Limit for the um, for the Magic Round. Um, but yeah, we'll just see what happens with my recent injury. We'll, yeah, I'm just spewing because it's going to be such, such a big, big event for Australian boxing, unlike anything we've ever, we've ever had or seen before. Three days in a row of boxing and all the top talent in Australia and No Limit just does it better than anyone, man. And I'm just, I'm absolutely gutted that I don't get to be in a big fight on, um, on those shows at this stage. So, but, are they looking
1: uh, at November? Yes, November.
2: Yeah, November. yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, middle of November. Yeah, so at this stage, hopefully, all three are going ahead and culminating in Timmy Zoo with a. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, how good That's is right. it? Right? I'm being all somber because I'm like, I might miss out on it. But, um, <laughs> like, trying to figure out. How good is it? How good is it that the two fights that are being spoken of for Tim Zoo? Uh, you couldn't get any better fights no, in the Superalterweight super division. You've either got the one man who holds a win over Charlo or you've got the world champion who arguably holds a win over Charlo. You've got the draw with Charlo. So if Tim Zo gets either of those men and he beats either of those men, he's champion of the world. But all this talk about Charlo doesn't know who Tim is and he's not this level and he's not that, he's not this, won't happen. It's like, like – Tim just couldn't be in a better position, man. Hmm. And what are people going to say when he does beat Harrison? Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, the... like, I yeah. just,
2: I just hate how there's so much kickback. We've got a guy who's, I, I believe Timmy is genuinely world class. I think it's so disrespectful that people. I harped on on the last podcast, but it's so disrespectful to fighters like Dennis Hogan, the fashion Timmy got him out of there. Tim's world class, and people still there's still this fight there's still this. Blowback and people just fighting.
0: Is there, though? Like, where yeah. is this? Where is this blowback?
2: Social media doesn't matter.
0: Just yeah. Is it in the comments? People, is it in the Oz boxing comments?
2: Yeah. It just, whereas, like, myself personally, like, people talk shit about me. I don't I don't care. I kind of find it funny. But then when. What do they like, say about you? What could they we say have, about you? We what have could a geni- they say? Uh,
1: uh, that you're ducking Zach
2: Dunn. Yeah, one, <laughs> too old, and Zach's gonna chin me, um, which which I love. I've actually ran a few competitions in um, to celebrate my oldness and slowness over yeah over that fight. But but I don't know. We've got a genuine a genuine world class fighter who's who's doing great things, and uh, and the promotional company that's behind him like it's huge. It just annoys me that everyone can't celebrate that. People still, people still just have they just got to talk shit, and it does my head in. But anyway. Yeah,
0: that's just the nature of people. Uh, it's um, if if anyone's trying to bag this concept, the the three days of boxing culminating in a pay per view with Tim Zoo against an international <laughs> opponent, potentially a world title fight, like then you are just looking for stuff to have a go at. Like um, you you really can't say that's a bad
2: thing <laughs> for the sport. Like uh, that's what must hate in boxing
1: if you, if you truly believe it's a bad thing. It means you hate boxing. That, that's yeah. the only thing I mean. i say
2: that now, but if I miss out, because I, I do, <laughs> I've got a small tear in my labrum. And I've got so I keep hearing. And stuff.
1: Uh,
0: no one's ever said the word labrum to me before, except for you, like, Same. Constantly. I
1: asked you. I had never heard that word either.
0: Yeah. 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 Like, hey, young, mate. Labrum. Oh, well, this labrum.
2: Yeah. Yeah, righto, mate. Well, I don't. I would never start a conversation with that. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd never start a conversation with, hey, gal, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, what do I start yeah. with? Hello and welcome to this conversation. I'm Ben. <laughs> ben. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, your, labrum, your labrum is a female end of your shoulder joint and it's all cartilage. And in the past, it's been so oh good. Now happy. he's
0: now he's
1: away. Here we go.
2: <laughs> no, that was it. Fucking... Just, that's all I had to say. Right, we've yeah. got an
1: extra hour of airtime, Jade. Go for it. <laughs> no, 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 I'll be
2: I'll be fine. But no, um, I, won't I will it. be fine. I hope that I can be back uh, for November. All right. Yeah, well
0: I, I guess, Jade, there's absolutely no reason that we can't talk about the fact that there was a great deal of interest in you taking place in a specific fight on this weekend well, and, let's and talk
2: about it because it's gonna it'll happen early twenty twenty two. Yeah. And the fact that this guy had agreed to fight me was was huge. It was Raul Murdoch Murdoch. Like, that fight is gonna happen and I've got to give props to Ron because it was easy. Both of us were both of us the fight was brought up and we both just said, fuck yes, let's go. It's number one versus number two in Australia and the position we're in I applaud all fighters to be in these fights, and now we've got the platform to do it on. No one does it better than No Limit in Australia right now. The platform, um, the fighters are getting looked after. It's it's just it's awesome, man. And the fact that the fact that um, that that fight was so easy to just go yep on both sides. All, all the top guys in every weight division should be chomping at the bit to fight each other. What are you doing? Like let's let's make these fights happen. But the thing is, is um, with with this fight, I cannot – out of – like, I respect Rowan. I think it's the, the hardest fight in the division for me, and I believe I'm the hardest fight in the division for him. Um, I can't go into that fight compromised. So I'll get myself right, and that fight will happen. Um, yeah, so it's exciting, man. So, yeah, it's yeah. a great fight. Respect great to Rowan Chris, um, and I'll see you boys early 2022. On a no limit show. So, or maybe miraculously I'm ready for November. We'll see. But um, yeah, but it's yeah, <laughs> it's just exciting, man. And the fact that I may have to miss out on that. Get on soft, the stems. Please. No, I, I am, mate. I've, I've um, stem cells. Stem cells will be later this week. I just had my imaging and stuff come in. Um, I had that done late last week. I haven't heard from um, Dr. Lewis or my shoulder specialist just yet. But um, on the final outcome and when the stems will be slammed in my shoulder, but yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be later. I've I've had really good results with stems too. I I did the the exact same injury except set worse um, in the left side before my fight with Captain Excuses, and then the fight of the century against Kim Paulson, I also carried that injury into that. Did you uh, fight Kim Pullsen? How yeah. <laughs> <I don't laughs> dare you! Wow! Do I don't know. Australian, of the well, Kim Yes. V. What's Kim he up Poulsen. to? What is he up to? I don't know. Any ideas? I hope he's, I hope he's bathing regularly. <laughs> and um, That's pretty well all I hope for so that guy. Is, he had some issues there, and I um I hope he's addressing. Yeah. To... <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So fingers crossed. Um, fingers crossed. I can get something. In November, but I'm going to get myself right, and then uh, that fight will definitely happen, and it's exciting.
0: You know that Kim Poulsen hasn't fought since your
1: fight. So yeah, what you're saying good. is Jade retired him. Fuck. But he had a fight scheduled, didn't he? He had a he was a going decent to
2: fight Martin Murray,
0: right? And he was going to fight someone else as well, but they they fell over. Canelo, so I, won- Canelo- <laughs> I wonder if he's still like, is he? Is he preparing? Is, does he want the rematch? I don't know what's what's he thinking.
2: That mate, uh, if the rematch happens, it's going to be in the contract that you are to have <laughs> your personal name before we fight. <laughs> that was terrible, Rowan. If you're listening, Rowan actually Rowan looks like he takes care of himself. I bet Rowan smokes. I reckon he does.
0: No, nah, he he looks very much like he takes care of himself. I don't think you'll <laughs> have a problem there, mate. It, mean, it'll probably Rowan be. Needs- yeah, he'd be concerned about you if anything.
2: Yeah, of course, of course. But no, I think Ro- Ro- I actually think Ron's gonna smell lovely.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, I, don't know. I think it'll be a delight. Yeah.
2: <laughs> In comparison to our old <laughs> mate Jim. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What else yeah. have we got, Mickey?
1: Well, I don't know if you were up early on Sunday morning, Jade. But our very own Ebony Bridges fought on her matchroom. Uh, I guess you could call her debut. She's got like a new deal with them. She fought Beck Connolly and looks, yeah, very impressive and got a third-round stoppage.
2: I'm up early every day with little Drew, but uh, I can confirm that I watched Frozen, not the fights. It ah, okay. The it was
0: at 4 a.m. Uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, yeah. about 10 past. I did get up and watch it. Uh, yeah, I stayed up.
1: Um, oh, did you? Yeah, I just pulled an all-nighter.
0: Wow. Now, I, I got up um, and watched it, and yeah, she did really well. Um, she fought against Beck Connolly, who um, is often a late-notice opponent, but um, has had plenty of fights. She had a full prep for this one, but uh, Ebony went in a, a big favorite, of course, and she um, did exactly what she needed to do, stopped her in the third round. Um, looked really good and just continues to build her um, fan base in the UK. It's, um, it's crazy how, how big a deal she's become over there and um, how many sponsors she's got over there as well. She's been away ever since she had that world title fight against Shannon Courtney. So she's been away for a long, long time, um, has put the rest of her life on hold, and she's going to stay there as well um, for her next fight, um, which is the continuation of her matchroom deal. Um, yeah so, so
1: how big is this deal like what's the how many fights is it um i think it's a i think it's a few
0: fights i'm I, she did I, I did know this but I, i'm not i can't recall exactly how many but yeah, yeah. it's uh you know she 's got a, a number of fights it might be three or four or something um oh, yeah. and uh yeah the next of them could potentially be um on a katie taylor um undercard as well Ooh. so yeah, she's um she's very popular over there. Eddie obviously really likes dealing with her. He he you know, he gets better than anything um the need for fighters to sell themselves and she, she yeah. does that. Um yeah. she does that incredibly well. So um and, and she can fight as well and she can obviously punch really hard because you saw in that fight, um as soon as she started connecting, um she yeah. was breaking Connolly down and um and got the stoppage very impressively
2: um you can't help but respect her rise through professional boxing like she started ebbs she's not, she's not she's not She's not. she's not young ebony's i believe she's my age she started late and just look at how quickly the momentum she's gained and people people throw shade at ebony the ones I, I find who are jealous but you can't i can't help but respect her hustle and um yeah, she just put herself out there in the limelight. The way she markets herself, um, you can't help but respect that the climb that she's the climb that she's had in the limited time and where she is now, the following she's amassed, the sponsorships, everything. She's doing better than the majority of us, and you're gonna <laughs> with yeah. her? And during yeah. during
1: a pandemic, to be like the road warrior she is, you know, training in America, gone to the UK. Like you have to respect that. Like who who else has that sort of dedication to, to you know to. To sacrifice so much to you know for these opportunities. So she's
2: on all in, that's for sure. She's all in and she gets it as far as marketing is concerned. And I can't yeah. help but um, but respect the hustle. And um, yep. yeah, you're throwing like she gets a lot of shade thrown at her, but I just think it's tall poppy. For sure. Yeah.
0: She's had seven professional fights. Um, so yeah, she's you know, she's done it very, very quickly. Um, very impressive to have done um, what she's done in such quick time to have already fought for a world title um, and to have developed her audience like she has um, to the point that it is now and the sponsorships that she's got are just incredible. She was telling me some of the numbers Um, she's doing very, very well for herself. So, yeah, um, she's been over there a long time though. It must have been tough because she went over for an April world title fight, um, and a preparation prior to that in the US and then in the UK. Since then, she's been back to the US, um, in Mexico as well, back
2: to the UK for this fight now. Twenty twenty, that is, yeah. What's that? April this year or April twenty twenty? She left. No, April what, of this, year. this year or. Yeah, yeah, April this year. It was, man. I've completely lost track. It just the whole lot's a blur. It's almost been two years since I've frigging fought. Yeah, Jeez, yeah.
1: All the
2: time it happens. Fucking, ha- it's flown. But yeah, yeah. But like, it, but to have you
1: know three fights in yeah ER during the pandemic, two of those shows been on Matchroom. That's a pretty decent year. Yeah. That's yeah, more for of, sure. Yeah, for sure. It's more than most, you know. That's so uh, yeah. Yeah and really she'll well. be fighting
0: like the plan is for her to fight on that um so it's the Josh Warrington uh, Mauricio Lara rematch but rematch, it has yeah. has um uh Katie Taylor on on that show as well um against Jennifer Han. So the plan is for her to fight on that show uh, which will be early September and then hopefully after that she gets an opportunity to come home because yeah. um I know she's got some other major announcements uh as well which I won't Uh, announced for her here but she's got some big things going on uh, in a mainstream capacity as well so yeah she's done really well and um, some good fights for her to have uh, around the world and I know there's plenty of fighters here in uh, uh, female fighters in Australia who'd love to to fighter um but um it seems like she's going to be based over there for the time being so hopefully we can get some major um domestic female bouts um going on that november show or other shows uh here in australia because there's a great deal of interest in um in female boxing in australia and right around the world at the moment
1: yeah, and you got to give credit to Eddie Hearn. He keeps promoting female boxers and putting yeah. on fe- you know female shows and stuff. So he yeah. does, and good ones too. Really good fights, well matched
0: and um, yeah. compelling stuff, and, and on big shows and prominently placed.
2: Yeah, I don't see it happening at all. But the one female fight that I absolutely love, which won't happen because Ebony, as we know, is based over there, would just be Shannon O'Connell, Ebony Bridges. Shannon's been my favourite female fighter in Australia for ever since I saw her. Um, in Melbourne, man, she's just an absolute warrior. I'd love to see that fight, but it probably won't happen. But um, yeah, yeah well, to boxing, it'd man. be a great fight to, fight to see
0: for sure. But they're on um, different sides of the world at the moment, so it's going to make it tricky. Yeah. But yeah, it would be it would be good. I know it's been talked about previously um, about potentially making that fight. I know Ebony um, was um, in discussions at least to fight against Shanika Johnson before Shannon fought against Shanika. Um, so yeah. Uh, I, I don't think anything's impossible. Um, but yeah, they're 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 just geographically not very near each other at the moment.
1: I'd like to see O'Connell, you know, eventually get a total shot and maybe fight Shannon Courtney. Isn't yep. she like ranked she's, one to her belt? So
2: She's right up there, isn't she like the number one fight too at the moment? Yeah. She's got the gold championship. Uh, don't know about that, but she's definitely ranked number one. Yeah, she's number one, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, well, they but... fought for that gold um, title when um, yeah. she fought against Shanika. I assume that that still exists. Yeah. She still got that, yeah. So, yeah.
2: yeah, well, yeah, it'd be great to see her get a shot at um, Courtney, and then imagine that in all Aussie world well, well, to
1: title.
2: To wow, do do such big things for female boxing here in Australia because um, not since. Since the Diane Prasak and um, Shannon O'Connell fight, man, that was – I was out of my seat after the first round. That was unbelievable. And female boxing, for mine, I've taken more notice of it since then and I've continued to watch and support it since, since that fight. And um, it's just getting better and better and the level of fighters is getting better. And, um, yeah, they're really doing good things. Uh, match room for female boxing at the moment. So it's awesome. It's exciting. It's good to see Good to see getting more attention.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, just about done, Mickey? I
1: think so. Is there anything?
2: Uh, oh,
0: the only other thing worth mentioning is the there's been just the slightest development in the um, ongoing mess that is the um, – proposed fight between Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosis has obviously been delayed a bunch of mm-hmm. times. And we've talked about it before, the frustration for, for everyone involved. Well, um, there's just reports today that um, the IBF has knocked on the head the idea of that fight coming to Australia. I, I don't think it was ever really considered a big a, a, a Particularly realistic proposition um, that that fight during the pandemic and uh, and all of the issues that uh, we're having here at the moment would end up in Australia, but it it has apparently been knocked on the head by the IBF and and what that probably does mean is that Lopez is less likely if there was an inclination to vacate his IBF belt because it did sound like um they'd rather vacate than than head to Australia if that were to be the case. So um I, I guess it probably increases the chances that this fight does eventually now happen, Lopez against Cambosis, whereas there was a school of thought that maybe it wouldn't happen and um, the IBF belt would become vacant and Cambosis would um, would fight for it. But, uh, yeah, now it does appear that Lopez against Cambosis probably gets another date um, via Triller. Potentially with um, with Triller, but unless they decide to um, to not go ahead with it, and it goes back down the pecking order, and um, the, the fight does happen in the US, so still a lot to be worked out. But um, just a slight little development there.
2: Yeah. It just, well, it just seems like Triller has just cocked this up since the very beginning. There, just they come in with that massive beard. they can't back it up, and. The boys sign on the dotted line and now that promotional company has done nothing but just shown incompetence the whole time. And it's just it's really it's really screwed everyone around. Look at how long George was in the US for, away from his family, away from everyone. And um, and then Teo with his COVID case, who knows what the go is there. But um, yeah, it just the whole the whole thing just stinks. I just I've yeah, I just feel for George, man. It's absolutely fucked. He sacrificed so much. And for what we we still don't know, what's going on? It sucks,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, the worst possible result would be that the fight falls over for him because then you'll miss out on that juicy little payday, yeah. Yeah. It'll be hard to for anyone to match that if it was, yeah. uh, Well, no, no one's
0: matching anything like that. Like, um, they bid six million, and um. Matchroom was second with three point five million at the purse bids, and mm. Top Rank bid two point three. So um, yeah, they mm. they bid a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, if it falls over, um, then yeah, it, it goes down the the list. Um, but yeah, if Trilla go ahead, then everyone's um, happy. They do have the uh, Oscar De La Hoya um, fight, 12th, yeah, that's happening on September the twelfth. There's been talk that maybe this fills a place on that show, but, um, yeah, you'd think that they need it to stand alone in order to try and make some of that money back. Um, But, yeah, it's 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 a tricky one, and there's plenty more to play out with it.
2: What happens there? Like, if they can't fulfill their contractual obligation of that purse bid, that money, and it did fall on a card like that, what happens do they still have to pay t o and George the agreed amount or
0: yeah, if they do the show they 've got to pay what what was agreed um, what- if they default on the show then there 'll be some sort of legal ramifications no doubt, yeah. but um, potentially that then falls uh, to the next bidder, which would be matchroom and if they wanted to do the fight, I heard Eddie Hearn asked about whether he would want to do the tfmo lopez george Kambosos fight and he said, "Well, sometimes things um, look like such a mess that you just don't want to get involved." But he yeah. also said, "I would have to take that to Dazone as to whether they thought that we should try and do that fight." But he yeah. didn't sound um, hugely convinced. But then Top Rank, they would do it because they've, um, you know, they've they've Very got their. Care. They've got their yeah. thing going uh, with CFM Lopez again. So Bob Arum and top rank could be keen to do it. But, um, yeah, they yeah. obviously bid a lot less, um, something around a third of of what uh, Triller did. So, yeah, who knows? I, I, I don't know what happens. I don't know. Yeah,
2: they're taking a big chunk out of their careers. We've been waiting mm. for this.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's By the time it actually happens, it will have cost them a, a year of their careers, at the prime of their careers. Triller's got a lot to answer for, man. It's that's just sucks.
0: It's almost like Triller have torn their labrum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Um. All right. Beauty. Right? <laughs> well, well <laughs> before we sign off, I would just like to remind our listeners that we are uh, supported by everlastboxing.com.au and there's free standard shipping on all orders over $100. And that's at everlastboxing.com.au. Before we go, um, Jade, what's your prediction for how the
0: fight ends this Sunday? Andrew Maloney, Joshua Franco, three.
2: Um, My prediction is Andrew wins a convincing, unanimous decision. I think going off of... Andrew was a completely different fighter, the second fight, Um, and it it was shorter. So Franco didn't get the ring time in there with him. He's going to go in and think he's going to be able to bully him the way he did in the first fight. I think Andrew has gone to another level—the hunger, everything. I think Andrew is going to put on the performance of his career, and he's going to shut him out on the cards. All right, let's hope There's you're right. physicality, but it'll be—it'll be all Andrew Maloney.
0: All right, I hope you're right. Enjoy the fights, boys. Go get him, Andrew Maloney. Yeah,
1: let's. So hopefully, go, next show we do, we come back with good news.
0: And That's
2: just all right.
0: the work lads. Alright. Thanks everyone. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Yeah.